Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to the recap episode, Chelsea versus Leeds, 3-2 final against Leeds United. A match that should not have ended in a Chelsea win, but it does anyway. And we take the three points, we move uh, not anywhere, right? I think we stay here in third place in the Premier League table, so it doesn't help us out whatsoever. But we get three points, it is what it is, 36, 37, 38 is still how it lines up with uh, one point separating the three teams of Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City. And I'm telling you, that loss is going to bite Chelsea in the back. Oh, that loss to West Ham United. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt, and I think it's going to hurt even going into Christmas uh, in about, what, 14 days now. I, re- I really do think that's going to make a difference. I know we have 
Uh, a lot of matches coming up. I understand that. Their next one is Everton on Thursday. And before, nope, after the Everton match will be our very special episode 100 here. And we welcome you all into episode 99. As it is me, Josh, with my co-host Alex here, no Peter, uh, to join us for this episode. Sorry for the delay in recording. We had all stuff going on here, but um, we are grinding at 9.30 on a Saturday night where we should be partying it up, the Chelsea win, but instead we are here grinding up the Chelsea win and grinding, putting these episode out, episodes out you know, even late at night. Uh, but unfortunately, yes, uh, the match was, you know, like prime time of day where everyone has stuff going on. I was going to say another word there. Um, and then it, it just didn't didn't work out but we're here and i know it's a day late but we have this episode out i'm, I'm already losing my voice because we're recording here at 9 30 but anyway uh we had the pens from Jorginho, uh both coming in very clutch times obviously the most clutch coming in additional time um and we have rafinha having the the penalty for uh, leeds united earlier and I, I was just actually watching the highlight over here Honestly, Alex, it did to me look like Mendy could have made that stop. He kind of, uh, Rafinha got him with the, thinking he was Jorginho with like a little hop, skip, and a jump there. But he's not. He's only a carbon copy if he even tried. Uh, you know, but he, he can never be as good as Mr. Coming in third and Ballon d'Or. But anyway, um, I would like to give credit to Mason Mount for the nice goal, obviously, in the first half that he had there. Um, but yes, I think Mendy could have made that save if he stayed upright. Obviously, he just slipped, so that was unfortunate. Marcus Alonso, I thought that pen... It wasn't as bad as Alex is thinking. I can let him explain himself. It's been a while since I've talked. So, Alex, first of all, how are you? Um, I'm sure you're tired as well, just like me. Um, and... But, we're again, we're here. We're grinding. So, how are you? And what is your... what What is your thoughts on the Marcus Alonso penalty there? But don't forget, Marcus Alonso was the biggest part in that cross of the Mason Mount goal, the first one at least. I was tired. You know, I was sleeping in my chair. I was about to, you know, close my eyes and stuff. And then you mentioned the name of Marcus Alonso. And now I'm all up and excited. So Marcus, well, not excited for good reasons, but Marcus Alonso. I get he got the the assists that, you know... You know, the, whatever it did. I, I forget. You know, it's just, it angers me so much. The assist that got the goal that tied up the game, obviously, at 1-1. But that penalty, what in the world is he doing? It's just, you know his reaction time is slower than a snail. And he should know that himself. He plays, I saw this, I, I saw this as a, as kind of like a, I saw a tweet online, like right after the penalty was given, in which Marcus Alonso, it was kind of like he, it's he like plays at the like a quarter of the speed that everyone else plays at. Like everyone else is playing like at a normal speed, and then there's just Marcus Alonso who's playing at literally like point ten speed out of like everyone else. It just feels like he's so slow. And I don't know what it's been, maybe since Chilwell came back into form and obviously now he's out for a while and Marcus Alonso stepped in. It just seems like Chill it just seems like Alonso is so slow and defensively doesn't help out. He, you know, it seems like when he's on the touchline, he, he can't do anything except for to, you know, shift himself and pass the ball back to Rudiger. That's literally what his role is at this point. Decent in set pieces because of his height. 
you know, decent striker of the ball. But besides that, he just he's just not good enough. And in January, we have to pick someone, especially if this Chilwell injury is serious, or, you know, serious season-ending seriousness. Um, I'd say we have to pick someone up. Whether that means recalling someone who we have on loan. I know we have uh, Baba Raman on loan. I'm not sure if he's really going to be, you know, good enough. Not that he's a fan favorite of mine either, but, you know, we definitely have options. So uh, if we do need to bring someone back, I think that, that might be something we need to do, and uh, if not, we just have to go out there, maybe get a loan for someone or or purchase someone, obviously, because otherwise it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season with Marcus Alonso playing there. It's just not good enough from him, and and you could see Tuchel getting frustrated with him on the sideline, waving his hands up and down every time Marcus Alonso made a mistake. I like to say something. VAR today, we like to complain about a lot. Anthony Taylor, we like to complain about a lot. Obviously, he wasn't the ref in this match. But VAR played in our favor for once. So let's talk about that a little bit. And and Rudiger, you mentioned. Rudiger was Rudiger was all over the pitch today. Rudiger was was taking pens, right? He, or he was drawing penalties. Uh, Jorginho notching them in. Uh, example, Chelsea 2-1. And then we had Rudiger getting into fights. Alex, I know you have a lot to say on him, so I mean, I can I can give you the uh, the floor here to talk about your man. I'm sure I think your favorite player on Chelsea, Antonio Rudiger, just Antonio Rudiger, just because of the physicality and like, I is it toughness or just like he's he's the... like the class clown, and it's just amazing. Basically, All he's right. the class I'll, clown I'll... of the football pitch, and it's just amazing to see him. At the end of the game, I sent Josh a video of this uh, uh, after the game uh, of just him at when Jorginho slots away the final penalty in the 94th minute. You know, he's kind of like dancing up and down like a weirdo, and he's getting into fights with all the Leeds players for no reason, really. But he's just doing it because he's having fun, and uh, he just looks like someone who's out there really having plun, uh, plun, fun playing his football. And that, you know, it's just it's kind of like. Uh, when you go with your friends to the park and, you know, you guys are all talking crap to each other. And then that, that's basically what Rudiger is. But in real life, he's that really annoying friend who thinks he's really good and uh, is just talking crap to you. Again, Marcus Alonso, just want to mention, you know, I'm running through the highlights myself here. And I just remembered, I think I talked about it with Peter in the preview to this match. We did a video on YouTube. We do all our match previews uh, on videos now for YouTube. Um, and I don't think we mentioned this last episode. But anyway, Marcus Alonso also had a clearing the line, uh, or he cleared the line and, and one of the opportunities for Leeds that when it tipped off Mendy's, it looked like left leg, uh, he cleared the ball. You know, it wasn't Thiago Silva type clear, the, the, you know, from getting a goal, but Marcus Alonso, he's there, Alex. He's, you know, might not be in all the spots you want him to be in, but he's there sometimes, okay? Um, I, I want to mention this last week. Uh, the episode only came out on audio. Um, there was, like, the copyright issue. We tried to show highlights as Alex was sure to mention a lot of the time on the audio version. Might not have understood what the hell he was saying because he couldn't stop talking about the highlights that was not even shown anywhere uh, because it was like copyright and taken down, whatever you want to call it. So we will not be doing the highlights again. There will no be, there won't be any confusion slash uh, videos taken down because we will be here uh, giving you the, the real stuff. And also the second point of that, we shouldn't show the highlights because someone, and it's not me, Gets a little too distracted when they're shown. You know, so you know how when you get a new toy and it's just really exciting. I'm kind of like that little five year old who just gets really excited at those new things. And when I saw the highlights, and I was like, "Ooh!" And you know, I get distracted. 
funny enough. Well, it's not funny enough for the episode, but <laughs> it, it it just gets a little distracting. Okay, I I have the inside of a five year old, so it's really tough for me. So we won't be continuing that. So the video is not just plain video, just our faces. And hopefully I won't get distracted by Josh's face because otherwise we may have a problem long term. Well, listen, audio listeners, we're here for you. We know what happened last episode. I just want to say we are here. We're bouncing back and there will be no distractions. You won't be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Okay, because that won't be happening. We'll we'll be here for you. Um, I don't I don't know what you want to go to next, Alex. Obviously, I'm ready whenever you are for my stats. I can always do that. I mean, I can always also do, um, I can always also do the player ratings, which I'm sure we'll get to later uh, by Fan Nation. Um, I do so have I a couple things I want to talk yeah. about more with the game. I-, I would say today we saw a bit of an interesting situation with how Tuchel was using the wingbacks. We saw Alonzo tuck in a bit. We saw Reese James kind of flying all over the pitch today, um, which was nice to see, and. You know, I kind of like kind of Man City-ish style where we see like Cancelo kind of tuck into the midfield for Pep Guardiola. Similar here for Chelsea, but it it felt like it didn't really work. Um, I don't know. It kind of felt like we were exposed on the the right wings there. And it, it just didn't seem it didn't seem to like mesh properly, if that makes any sense. But I'd say with Jorginho, it. He kind of kept it all together today, finally, because obviously we had Saul and his his issues. Um, but I felt like with Jorginho and Loftus Cheek, we were pretty solid. Loftus Cheek, as I tweeted out, plug to the Twitter, go follow at Talking Blues Pod. I'm just so good at this plug and stuff. Um, you don't, you, you're not supposed to mention that you're plugging when you plug it, though. That's the only like thing. You're like, great plug there, good job by me. Like you just say it. That's the way you do a good plug. You just, I like you giving just... myself credit. Um, and, okay. and what and what I would say is Loftus Cheek defensively seems a bit of a liability. Sometimes he gets the ball a bit stuck under his feet. Doesn't seem to really commit to tackles. Jorginho obviously in the pace department is not ideal. Um, but I, I'd say it's 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 going to be tough without Kovacic and Conte. Let's hope they come back soon because those guys in the midfield are definitely critical. And uh, that, that that's kind of the main point I want to say. Obviously, we did not play well at all today. And if we want to stay in the title race, we're going to have to pick up the performances. Tuchel's going to have to adjust some tactics. And, the, you know, those front guys, Havertz, Werner, you know, Mount's been pretty clinical. But especially Havertz needs to be more clinical in front of goal if he wants to keep playing. Alex, why was it that Thomas Tuchel, you think, had a straight face uh, when Chelsea notched in that penalty after Jorginho made it 3-2 in the 93rd minute? Was it because, just like every other Chelsea fan... He thought this match was going to be easier than it ended up being. Well, I think his team talk at the end of the game didn't change, right? You know, wh- whether we he Jorginho misses that penalty or scores it, it you know, besides the like, oh, pat on the back three points, the team talk stays the same, right? It's not just because of one penalty kick doesn't negate the fact that we were poor defensively. We, we looked out of shape, especially on that right-hand side, uh, even after Christensen came on. It, like, you know, there's still a lot of issues going forward. We're not finishing our chances, not creating enough chances, a little bit too stagnant in the final third. Those things are still going to be talked by to talked about by Tuchel. Um, so it doesn't really matter. You know, he, he was thinking, hey, nice, we got the three points. But inside the dressing room, it doesn't really matter. On to a letter topic. Um, you know, 
the fight at the end, it was hilarious to me about how when everything is, is kind of shaped up and everyone's, uh, I don't even know shaped up, what, what word, wording I was using there, but when everything's kind of broken down at the end and Romelu Lukaku takes uh, Rudiger by like the arms and kind of like tries to drag him away, he can't even keep a straight face. He, you, I mean, you see him smiling and chuckling uh, at the end there. And and what it looked like to Rudiger, he was being full on serious, like with with fighting with all the uh, Leeds United players. So I just thought that was funny that like Lukaku couldn't even keep a straight face while Rudiger looked dead serious in his eyes. Uh, you know what his plans were, whatever his plans were, starting a fight with the Leeds United players. There, I'll move on to my stats now. I think it's a good time for that. 16-12 Chelsea shots, shots on target, six to five. Chelsea led that as well. Possession. We know who led that. 58% to 42% Chelsea uh, led there as well as passes. 415 to 304. Pass accuracy, 83 to 73% Chelsea's way. Fouls. Here's where Leeds United led. 15 to 9 yellow cards also led by Leeds United of 5 to 2. No red cards uh, in this match. Offsides, 4 to 1 Leeds United. And corners, 5 to 2 Chelsea win that out. Okay. So now... Are you ready, as I type it in, for the Chelsea player ratings? I am ready for the player rankings. I'm interesting to see, I'm interested to see what they ranked Kai Havertz, because I thought besides, you know, that, you know, fluff chance at the end of the first half, I thought he was solid in terms of how he held up the ball and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how he was rated, how Timo Werner was rated, and how Mason Mount is rated. I want to see the, how those front three held up, so... We'll see based on my guesses to what they actually put, as is the whole point of this. So I don't know why I'm explaining that, but in case you're new, there you go. <laughs> also, in case you're new, obviously there are many sites that do these player ratings. We go by Absolute Chelsea, and if there are any that are like any players that are very, very um, not what we expected, let's say that, then we'll check another site and see what they put. But that's what we go by, Absolute Chelsea Fan Nation. Uh, and we've done this recently, so we're still kind of getting into it. Alex, this was a Chelsea win. Do you have a player of the match offhand? Even though I, I assume, because I'm going with Jorginho, I assume you go the same, unless Rudiger, the man who gave us these penalty chances. I, to be honest, don't think anyone really stood out for me. I, I don't really have a man of the match. I guess we'll see in whoever had the highest rating, right? But, I mean, I thought Mendy was solid. He made a whole bunch of good saves today. Um, besides that... Don't ever say, though, that the player with the highest rating, unless they got, like, a hat-trick or two goals, deserves the player of the match because it can be whatever, whoever shines in your eyes, right? We never want to have the obvious selection. In, in my eyes... I'd say probably Reese James, but I, I don't know. Reese James or Mendy, but it's it's tough. Like it's or Jorginho, obviously. But besides the penalties, he didn't really do much, obviously. But you know, he's an important player. All right, so let's go to the match rate. Oh, I just muted myself. Let's go to the match ratings. Okay, first of all, uh, oh well, I muted myself on on the video. On the audio, yeah. so don't don't get it mixed up here. Don't get it mixed up. Saying there, let's go to Anwar and Mendy first. Uh, Mendy's going to be pulling a what, Alex? Out of ten, seven. Correct. One for one. Let's go to Asby. Five. Now, oh, okay. Now we're that. That's it. You're done. <laughs> he got a six out of ten. Uh, moving on to Tiago Silva. Six. You were on the right there with a seven. <laughs> uh, and Antonio Rudiger got a seven. 
Correct. There you go. Keep this there for Reese James. Seven. Yeah. And then we go to Ruben Loftus-Cheek with a... Five. Six. That's generous. And a five and six with Silva. And the description here just saying, a solid performance for the Englishman and much improved one alongside Jorginho returned to the midfield. It's very interesting. They don't... I guess because it is average that we kind of like... It's, it's, we stabilize that the six is average because they never talk bad when the player gets a six. So that seems like they're average rating. Okay. Jorginho. Seven. Eight. Okay. Okay. Marcus Alonso. It should be a two, but it's going to be like a four. It's going to be a five. It's going to be a five. Mason Mount. Seven. He was good today. Yeah, exactly. He was good. Kai Havertz. I think they're going to give him like a five or six, but I think he also deserves a seven. But I'm going to go with five. No, you're definitely right. They do give him a six here, uh, saying it was a quiet game for the German. He had a glorious chance in the first half to score after being slipped through by Jorginho, but it was denied. Um, okay, Timo Werner? Six. He was average today. Yeah, he was average. You are right with a six. Um, you know, he also had a quiet game. And it's funny because after he goes crazy, scores two goals, gives me all the confidence to talk about him. And actually, you know what? I'm going to do this on here because not everyone watches the previews. Um, you know, Peter actually brought up a great point and I brought up a great rebuttal response to the great point in the preview. If you haven't watched it, you can go check it out, but I'm just going to talk about it here. If you are an avid listener or even if you're not, I'm a big hater of Timo Werner. I have been ever since we signed him. Um, you know, and, and I actually made the comparison and I want to mention it here on the podcast. So I, I think now, like looking back on it, giving in the third person perspective maybe like why do you like josh let's actually think about it because i gave him so much credit he had wonderful goal a wonderful should have been a winning goal against zenit uh this past week and he had an amazing match so why do i really like hate timo Werner so much like when he when he plays and stuff like that i think as an avid new york american sports fan you know where we are in the region uh, if any of you are not used to New York, basically New York sports, right? There is no wait time. There is no, no patience. No patience. No, thank you. And Alex can justify me on this because we have a Giants podcast. And there is no patience through fans of New York because that's just how it is. So if you're not performing, you're getting benched. And people, that here's the thing that I said when, when Peter was on uh, for the preview. I said, if you're not doing well, People will tell you that you're not doing well, and the team will make sure that you know you're not doing well because they will bench you, and they do not care. So I think as like a New York sports fan, I kind of carry that over into Chelsea without thinking that it's in England, and it's a completely different country with a completely different mindset. And it's funny to me because I'm like, really? The Chelsea fans seem to really love Timo Werner. I think who was it that we had on, Alex, that even confirmed that? Uh, the play-by-play broadcaster that we got on the podcast he even yeah. confirmed that, yeah. yeah Gary you know, Taphouse, England, yeah. Gary Taphouse, thank you. Look at you. Top of the head there. Big brain. Uh, okay, let me just finish. Let me just finish, because right? I do want to let you go. Sorry. Uh, but just to finish the point, yeah, I think it really is that in my own head, I just think, oh, he's not performing. We got to get him out of here. Like, let's get to the next option. And I just don't really think of the take a step back mindset. Let's give this man some time to adjust. Now, with how long it's been, it's, it's been almost two years. It's been over a year. It's not been two years. It's been over a year. Um, and I think from what we saw against Zenit, that was a really 
big contribution to what he can bring to this team. And then you go here and we didn't really see much. So it's really, uh, uh, the game of football amazes you, right? Uh, the game of, of football amazes you and what it can turn a player into, a superstar, or they can be an absolute non-factor whatsoever. It, it really just depends. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is kind of how I've always thought about it is when we do, you know, the NFL, the Giants, when we talk about that on the Giant Take podcast, you know, there's players who come and they're moving cities, right? They're coming from Detroit to New York. They're coming from, New, you know, Boston to Detroit. Uh, to Detroit. They're going from L.A. to to Las Vegas, right? There's a difference between that and then going from one country that speaks German and has completely different customs and cultures and then going to a completely different country with a different language and different culture. You know, there's definitely different cultural, you know, things when you move from, say, Chicago to New York, but there, there's, there's similarities that are much greater than moving from a different country. That's how I've always thought about it because I used to be ill patient with people as well. Um, but yeah, you kind of got to adjust yourself. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically it. That's all I was going to say. Um, okay. So let's, let's just do the two substitutions, uh, because they don't have one for the third. Um, Hudson Adoy, Andreas Christensen. That's what they have a ratings okay, for. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lukaku was on for literally five minutes. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they don't, yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> um, and again, again with Lukaku, sorry, just before yeah. you go again with Lukaku where, like, what is going on with that man? He's fit. He's not fit. He's playing. He's not playing. Yeah, he's good. He's not good. He, he's, he's, he's good with the ball. He's scoring. He's not scoring. Like, that guy has to find his, his, his playing style and his goals and his streak that we saw earlier in the season. Again, I, I keep on alluding to the preview. I'm, I'm sorry. But it's just I said it there as well with Peter that he's, he hasn't found it yet. And I don't know if it's because he's injured. And I don't know if it's because Tuchel's not giving him the minutes. Because I think that definitely contributes. Okay, if he's not injured anymore, we got to give him the minutes to ease back. We can't give him five minutes. We can't. Because if we want him to score and to make an impact, he's got to get more. Now, if he's injured still, and we're still trying to ease him back, which I don't know how that's the case two or three weeks later after he's eased him back, maybe it's rest. I I don't know. But I, 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 I haven't seen any goals from Lukaku in a long time. And for millions and millions of dollars, millions and millions of pounds, whatever way you want to converge it into or convert it into uh, different currencies, it's a lot of money. So I want to see some goals in the back of the net because that's what he's known for, the big man who scores goals in big moments. And I haven't seen that recently. Yeah, I mean, he, he did obviously suffer an ankle sprain, which, you know, which is known, well, it's an ankle injury, which is suspected to be an ankle sprain. And, you know, from the analysis we've done and, you know, hearing about injuries, well, this injury that he had is more common in somewhere like the NFL, which we talked about, obviously, on the Giant Take. <laughs> the plugs are just going crazy today. So you have to mention, I can't help myself, Josh. But usually, even when you're back from those types of injuries, especially an ankle injury, it takes a few weeks even after you're healthy again to kind of get back into the groove of things. So I think that's really the issue here. And it's hard getting back from, you know, at the at just sitting on your couch. I don't know what Lukaku was doing in his free time, but I'd assume he wasn't, you know, running he sprints around he, the house. He wasn't just sitting on the couch. He was sitting on the couch and tweeting. That's saying, true. He I'm, was tweeting, yes. You know, Lukaku was like, I'm eating breakfast. I'm getting up. I'm going for a walk. Guys, I'm sprinting today. Guys, I'm training today. Uh, so that's what he was doing, Alex. 
So, well, you know, it's different when you're moving your fingers and then moving your legs and stuff. So, you know, you have to give them a little bit of a transition period. I think after the, you know, the holiday festivities, hopefully he'll be back at it. That's what I'm hoping. Um, But, you know, you never know, obviously, with injuries. So hopefully it all comes back good. Uh, and that was nothing against like Lukaku. I mean, it's actually really cool how he interacts with the fan base. Uh, and, no, it is. And, <laughs> and just the football community on Twitter. I was just, uh, I, I was just making a joke there. I don't want anyone to take offense to that and be like, "Oh, how dare you Luke- make fun of this Lukaku, Lukaku and his tweets? I love his tweets. How could he do such a thing? It was a joke. Uh, but I mean, come on, I'm sprinting, or I, I'm sprinting with uh, these like running emojis." <laughs> Uh, I remember he was doing those updates. And then we, I would report them on the podcast and be like, Lukaku sprinted today because he posted about it on Twitter. <laughs> we need to get N'Golo Conte a Twitter account. I think that's really what needs to happen. Or Tony-, post- <laughs> Tony Rudiger would just post like gifts, I feel like, of like a boxing like match or something. <laughs> and N'Golo Conte would just post pictures of him with his thumbs up. <laughs> and a big like smile. <laughs> and a big smile. It would be him and his mini Cooper. He would take photo shoots. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right anyway we're getting a little off topic here but uh we hope you enjoyed this recap again three two chelsea victory versus leeds united mason mount Jorginho on two penalties antonio rudiger fighting people you know you had it all in this match you really did okay chelsea secured three points as as bad or as good as you'd like to say it and again chelsea are in third place in the premier league table with 36 points one point behind liverpool who's one point behind Man City, and the top three just keep on evolving and getting better, huh? Because now West Ham is sitting with 27 points. Still, that obviously is because they haven't played, right? Did they not play this weekend, or they did, and they dropped? Did they drop? Let's see. Alex and I, who's going to get the research quicker? I believe uh, they, they didn't play tomorrow. yet today. They yeah, played they tomorrow, played the, yeah. That's or today when you're listening. That's true. Or if you're listening past that point, it still doesn't matter. They play basically tomorrow morning for us at 9 a.m. against Burnley. That's why they only have 27. But still, even if they win, that's still seven points behind Chelsea. Right? So, I don't know. That, that's a little... That Oh, no, no, no. I can't calculate. What, what am I? That's six points behind Chelsea. That would be... Yes. I, I can calculate somewhat. A little bit. I'm trying my best here. Anyway, Chelsea's going to have a match uh, later this week. Again, on Thursday... Against Everton, Chelsea Everton. Um, so so stay ready. Preview's going to be out soon. But again, we thank you for listening to this episode. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. Subscribe to the Talking Blues podcast everywhere. Episode 100 coming later this week. Episode 99 you just heard. Double thumbs up from Alex. Double hand wave from Alex for everyone listening. And uh, for Alex, my co-host, I'm Josh. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time on another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, 
fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.